You're listening to Wharfside, stories from Portland Harbor's working waterfront. I'm Galen Koch. Today, I'm in South Portland in Cape Elizabeth with the U.S. Coast Guard. If you've never been to Portland Headlight, there's a pretty good chance you've seen a postcard of it. The lighthouse is one of the most famous in the world, and it's right here in Maine in Portland's backyard. Uh, people from all over the world come and see it. Uh, tour boats come in all the time, tour buses. On a 90-degree day in August, the park at Portland Headlight is swarming with people. I'm here with two men in uniform, and we're going up into the light. All right, so the first question is just tell me your name and title again. All right. <laughs> I was practicing this on my way over. Okay. My name's Tony Robb. I'm an electrician's mate, first class, petty officer of the Coast Guard, stationed at Ant South Portland, AIDS Navigation Team. Tony and EM3 Alex Tade are in charge of keeping the light burning for 22 lighthouses in this area of Maine. Basically, the first actual Coast Guard agency was the lighthouse keepers before the Coast Guard was even the Coast Guard. Upon the founding of the Coast Guard 226 years ago, lighthouse keepers were integrated into the service. The job has changed a little bit since then. The lights, once lit with whale oil, are now fitted with LED lights or a rotating beacon. Sound signals powered by steam are triggered by radio and run off intricate control panels. Once it went automated, then this is what you're looking at right now. A couple simplified boxes, a couple control panels here. A few systems have remained the same, like the old call system. It allows calls to be made without electricity from the top of the lighthouse to the bottom and has a distinct and somewhat bizarre ring. Inside Portland Headlight, there are hundreds of metal stairs winding upwards to the rotating light. Portland Headlight flashes every four seconds, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Tony and Alex visit each of their 22 lighthouses once every three months. But you can be sure that if a light goes out, they'll hear about it. A lot of people that have passion for these lighthouses that especially live next to them, it's kind of their everyday life is to look out their window and see the light flashing at night. And they're usually the first ones to call and tell us that the light's not working properly. And they get calls from fishermen and mariners about the five or six offshore lighthouses. Maintenance on those lights is much more difficult. The structures are only accessible by boat or helicopter, and Tony and Alex can't go back to the Coast Guard office to get supplies. Some of these lighthouses you go into and you could just kind of feel what it would be like if, if you were a lighthouse keeper, especially the, those offshore lighthouses where somebody would have to be out there for three or four months at a time um, with either just himself or with his family or just him and his assistant and they would have to spend months out there and sometimes in like the most brutal conditions you can think of that the ocean can throw at you and they would keep that light going. There have been a lot of big changes to lighthouses and foghorns, especially in the last 50 years. Modern navigational systems have made some lighthouses obsolete, and the Coast Guard will decommission a light if it's not useful. We're trying to upgrade the optic systems to LED, which are really reliable out in the field in, this, in these harsh environments. And trying to update some of the, the other functions, such as the old VM100 sound signal detection system, 
that was in service for years and we went ahead and switched over to the MRAS, which is a Mariner radio-activated sound signal. The MRAS is particularly controversial. Coastal residents fear that the sound that lulled them to sleep will disappear, that classic and comforting fog signal. With the new system, the foghorn activates when it is triggered by radio. Many foghorns used to sound all of the time due to a faulty fog detection system. The collective nostalgia surrounding lighthouses and foghorns on the coast of Maine means that many residents and visitors are resistant to change, even if the change would make the lighthouse or sound signal safer. Nobody likes change, but as a Coast Guard as a whole, we're, we're in the business of safety, and if we can develop or put equipment out there that's going to be safer for the people that are using them, we're going to go that route. At the end of a rocky outcropping a little farther into Portland Harbor is Spring Point Ledge Light. The inside is not only a functional lighthouse, but a museum of the keeper's quarters. The Coast Guard is small, with a small budget, and so they've given some of the prior lighthouse keeping duties to public or private institutions, like the American Lighthouse Association. Organizations maintain the cosmetic appearance of the lighthouse or lighthouse keeper's quarters, while the Coast Guard remains in control of any technical operations. They're maintaining them and they're bringing them back up to how they used to look, you know, 200 years ago. Back at Portland Headlight, we're outside in a crowd of people, and I get to see Tony perform in his other role, so impromptu to tour guide. On the back side of it, that swell comes in and just picks the boat up and drops it down, so it's real so tough to get out there. So is that more of a warning as to not to go there? Where yeah. This is a, oh yeah. All, light, sort of all the lighthouses themselves are to warn people that there's land underneath of them, really, is <laughs> the primary <laughs> yeah. reason for them. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, and that's actually out in the water. Which, lights and yeah. sound signals may yeah. change over the years. But it's comforting to know that in a world of automation, there are still two Coast Guard officers who know everything about these 22 lighthouses. I have a lot of respect for the people that were before me, and I kind of take pride in, in what I do, is to keep these lighthouses going, because I could go home at the end of the day of fixing a lighthouse knowing that that light's going to be blinking tonight, and I can go ahead and sleep easy. I've done my job for the day. Wharfside Stories from Portland Harbor's Working Waterfront is funded by the Waterfront Alliance and Casco Bay Estuary Partnership. Thanks for listening.